All right, we're live. Welcome to the third rail. Today I have a special guest. His name is Kerry Nathan. He's from New Jersey and I'm from New York, so um, we might have issues talking today. Uh, he's going to tell us about his journey, about his politics, and everything. Anyway, welcome to the show, uh, Mr. Nathan O'Curry. How are you today? Good, Omar. Good. Thanks for including me in the conversation. Glad to be here. How are you doing? No, I'm glad I listened to some of your uh, uh, interviews, and I liked it, and I find you very interesting, uh, especially with Matt Lewis. Uh, was it a while back? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was on Matt's program, and then he came on mine. But yeah. one of my favorite conversations was when Matt and I co-hosted an interview with this guy named John Popper, who's the lead singer and, and harmonica player for the Blues Traveler. Uh, oh, the, the, oh, I know that. That's the um, that's the, 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 the guy was in the uh, he, he the, uh, uh, the mountain one. Huh? What is that? I fought the mountain and the mountain one. Is yeah. That yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, He's a Jersey I, I, boy, too. We had to interview him. I love that song. I, I, I listened to it. You know, I saw on CNN, I think it was New Year or something, uh, and they had him on and, and we introduced him. And he's been on a long time. Anyway, uh, I want to thank you for coming. Uh, can you start, can you, can you give us a little bit of your background? I mean, you know, where you're from, and how, you know, things of that nature, your education background. Just get, let us know who you are first. Yeah, sure thing. Yeah, so I was born, my, my family's all from Brooklyn. Uh, came from Jewish family, very observantly Jewish, moved to the Jersey side, central Jersey, and, uh, you know, grew up there through high school, still friends with a yeah. lot of my, my buddies from high school, and uh, moved out to California in 1995. So uh, one of the things that you already alluded to, my religious journey, I grew up, yeah. like I said, with a very observant Jewish family, going to an Orthodox synagogue. But uh, when I was 29 years old, one thing led to another, and I ended up becoming a Christian. So that uh, that was definitely formative. It was a big thing in my life where I had to go back and tell my family about my, uh, you know, this this journey that I was on. Yeah. And uh, it also, over time, forced us to figure out how to have conversations about difficult things right. uh, without without killing each other, if you will. Right, right, uh, right. Yeah, and then um, you know, professionally, I've, I've I'm a small business owner. Uh, started a headhunting business uh, in the late 90s, still run that, you know, started some what other is, business. What is it, headhunting? Was that like? What? Yeah, yeah. So corporate headhunting. I'm a specialty oh. headhunter, oh. um, you know, out in L.A. Uh, I was I was a producer. I was like a theater and film producer. Yeah. yeah. And it evolved into this other thing where I, um, I, I helped uh, mostly companies on the advertising side that make all yeah. the movie posters and the coming attractions. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I help I help build businesses by helping them build their teams. It's uh, headhunter is another word for it. What part of Brooklyn was your family from? Because I grew up in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Where where in Brooklyn were you? Brighton Beach. Oh, yeah. So my my grandparents uh, lived right by Brighton Beach. In fact, they went to Brighton till the day they died. Yeah, uh, they used to dance there and, you know, into their uh, uh, 70s Brighton, and 80s. The Brighton Bath, right? When they had the Brighton yeah. Bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's all, it's all uh, condemned. And they, they build these big buildings. It's changing. I haven't, I haven't been back there in a long time. But my father grew up in Bensonhurst. Wow. Uh, yeah, so just a couple, you know, a, a few blocks over. But, uh, yeah, that's that's our part of the – that's our old country. So <laughs> yeah, I still live in Brooklyn, so honestly, you know, I love Are Brooklyn. you still you still there? Yeah, I mean, I you know, I'm a I'm a city rat. I'm not gonna leave. You know, uh, my kids are all you know down in the Midwest. They all moved out and all that stuff. I said, no, I can't leave New York. I just like the the environment. Uh, hey, get out of the way, man! Hey, what are you looking at? Whoa, whoa! 
beep, I beep. love it. I like all that noise. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, flavor. I love it. I yeah. feel right at home as soon as I get back back there. I, I love the – there's like this combination of smells as soon as I step foot in the city yeah. where it's like, you know, a little bit of hot dogs, a little bit of bus fumes, a little yeah. bit of pizza, and a little bit of sewage, and I feel right at home. Oh, man. You know, I went overseas to my native land a long time ago, and I stayed about a year and a half when my father was sick. And then when I came back, the first thing I do is I look for a hot dog stand. I was so desperate to see the eating hot dog because I haven't seen it in like a year and a half. Yeah. You know I want to ask you, uh, Curry, how did you uh, uh, embrace uh, Christianity? What gave you that push? Oh, did something affect you? Yeah, so so it was, I, I always had big questions that yeah. I, I wasn't quite settled with. You know, I, I definitely felt my identity as, a, you know, part of my Jewish family. So I yeah. definitely felt that. And I, I definitely appreciated sort of the rituals and the family heritage and the things that, you know, observing the Seder on, on Passover and the Hanukkah and the Yom Kippur, like we all throughout the year, there were things that reminded us of who not only I was, but who we were and what kind yeah. what my people were and what I was plugging into as a people. But there were philosophical and theological questions that I continued to grapple with my whole life. Yeah. And I had a mentor. It was a business mentor, actually that I, I would pick his brain for all kinds of stuff. He, you know, yeah. I, I wanted to know not just about business, but about life, about being a husband. We were thinking about having a family at that time. So he'd give me all these books. Yeah. And a lot of the books that this guy gave me were what I thought of as Jesus books. <laughs> so <Right. laughs> so yeah. I, it kind of annoyed me, but eventually, you know, without going into too much detail, I, yeah. I did ask him about it. And it started this conversation. I started looking at Christian theology and did a very, very serious inquiry over the course of six to eight months. And, you know, one thing led to another. Long story short, I ended up reading the New Testament and just thinking, man, this, you know, especially starting at the beginning of the New Testament, yeah. where Jesus gives the famous Sermon on the Mount, I was, I, it just blew my mind. It just answered so many of these questions so coherently and consistently. I ultimately, you know, made that difficult decision. I said, this this thing, this thing makes more sense than anything else. It, not just on an intellectual level or an emotional level, but on every level, intellectual, spiritual. You know, I could even feel it palpably, like physically. Yeah. So yeah, that was October of two thousand, and uh, you know, then uh, then the then the fun began when I told my friends and family <laughs> back home, and yeah, yeah. It was pretty crazy. Okay, so you found peace, right? You found peace in your mind, right? I, I guess peace in it, it, that's one way to put it. Um, yeah to a number of questions like existential questions yeah you know some folks don't think about that kind of thing they're you know and i i envy that i envy that sense of peace yeah. that you can just find without asking a bunch of questions but that just i don't know i it just wasn't it wasn't sufficient for me so i kept on asking questions and that's where it led me okay um where, where do you uh okay we want to start something you know the the last two i just wanted to share with you you know what happened yesterday uh we had a shooting where 18 children were killed. Last week, we had a shooting where 10 African-Americans were murdered while shopping. And we had another shooting in California. What's going on with our country? What do you think is going on over there? Oh, boy. If I had the answer to that, man, I'd be the, the next coming, I guess. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, like, uh, I mean, what can we do? Why, why, why is it hard for us to say no to to assault weapons. Do we really need assault weapon in, in, in a civil society like the United States? I mean, I, I could understand if you're hunting, you don't hunt with, a, with, with, with an AR-15, because if you're going to kill a deer with 15 shots at a time, it doesn't make no sense. Hunting it is not hunting no more. 
Yeah. Well, I think you make a really good point. I think that there is some no brainer legislation that would make somewhat of an impact. Yeah. You know, there's bipartisan support for universal background checks. Yeah. There's bipartisan support for red flag laws. Yeah. Um, you know, there are aspects of this legislation uh, of, of legislation around these issues. Yeah. And you, you want to package that with mental health oriented uh, legislation. Yeah. Great. You know, yeah. but but get together and, and, and figure something out. Do something R- right now. Nothing is being done because, you know, what? you know, what? here's the thing. Yeah. The the biggest the biggest issue, it isn't gun legislation. It isn't abortion. It isn't fi- fiscal uh, tax legislation. It isn't any of this. You know what the real biggest issue for any number of these people that are in politics is, is is they need to sufficiently hate the quote unquote other side. And if yeah. they're not displaying enough hatred for for the quote unquote them the other side, then they're 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 not going to be able to you know, show up on Fox news or show up on yeah. OANN or get their media appearances or maybe raise money from their one crazy extremist uh, supporter. That's what the real issue is. You so know, I, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, continue. I love that. What you're saying. Go ahead. No. So I, I say, I, I, am I allowed to curse on this show? Cause I like, yeah, this. Fuck to curse. I'm, from yeah. Brooklyn, you're from New Jersey. You can do whatever yeah. you want. You own the I, place. Yeah. I say, fuck them. I say, fuck them. You know, if, if, if the people who are the loudest in the room are the extremists that are taking all the oxygen out of the conversation. And, and they, there's no room for an entire caucus of people. It's called the problem solvers caucus. Yeah. They're the ones who passed a bipartisan infrastructure plan last fall. Yeah. That's yeah. not getting any press, but, yeah. but they're, they're getting screamed down and shamed by the extremists in the respective wings. And who's getting more downloads in the clicks is, da- you know, I, I, I turned on to this radio program this morning because I always have this like crazy naive hope that this is going to be the thing that breaks the fever. Right. Yeah. So I t- tuned on to this radio program this morning, uh, the Wilkow majority, Andrew, Andrew Wilkow. And I thought, man, surely he can't be so cynical as to piss on the graves of 19 children. But yeah. sure, sure enough, he, yeah. it, the first words I heard out of his mouth were, these are the same people who he can't talk about 19 dead children yeah, and, yeah. and two dead teachers. What he's yeah. talking about is he's talking, he's, he's talking about straw man for yeah. uh, these imaginary general overly generalized figures of who he sees as his his adversary and and he says people who are at talking me and you are talking about reasonable gun legislation he's yeah. saying you and me are the same people who and he fills in whatever straw man uh yeah. blanks he wants who wants to kill you know who wants to ki- kill uh you know, uh, babies at, after, you know, after they're born at nine months and he's yeah, bringing up yeah. all these other issues. He, yeah. These are the same people who, you know, defund the police and bringing up all these yeah. like you yeah, know, red yeah. flags that, that get people's uh, juices flowing. And yeah. it's, it's, first of all, it's, it's bullshit. And yes. one thing has nothing to do with the other. It's overly yeah. generalizing, but you know what it is doing? Everybody yeah. who tunes into that goddamn program, yeah. they, they get a little bit more juice for their hatred, their yeah. hatred, for people that they don't even know. They yes. assume that, you know, based on one data point, hey, I'm talking about universal background checks. Oh, you must be one of them. You must be one of those, uh, you know, defund the police guys. And yeah, I, yeah. You know, my, 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 my thought is go fuck yourself. Like you don't yeah. belong. 
You don't yeah. belong in any conversation. Go go to a rubber room, bounce your head across, uh, against the wall because you're only doing damage to our culture right now. Now, right. a bunch of adults, you and I probably disagree. You you're yeah. probably, you know, any number of things. I'm a Mets fan, you might be a Yankee fan. I don't know. Yeah, Yankee, I am. Yeah, see, like nobody's <laughs> perfect, but I could still have a conversation with you. <laughs> You know? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, but 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 I think adults should be able to get in the room and talk about universal background checks. Yeah, they should be able to have this conversation. But instead, it's dominated by the Wilkows and the Hannitys and the Tuckers of the world, who yeah. all they can do they their entire lens, their entire worldview is dominated by them by telling their listeners who they are and what they want to do, and it's all a fucking lie. And I'm sick of it. Yeah, uh, uh, okay, I'm gonna go. I just want to show a little clip from Fox News last night. Just a little clip. You understand? Oh, if you, you know, I want to show you the, the, the idiotic. Uh, uh, 21. Where, where, hold on. I want you to see where we are at. And this is a national, you know. Just... So shooting. There have been a lot of school shootings uh, in between 2020 and 2021. There's a record number of school shootings across the country. Something's going on out there. There's, there's, there's something happening um, uh, to our national psyche or to families or to mental illness or I, I don't know what it is, but there's something very corrosive happening in our culture uh, and that we have to get to the bottom of. Well, I agree with you. I don't think it has anything to do with guns. I think it has a lot to do with uh, the shattered family, the lack of discipline in the very schools that are sometimes attacked. I think so. Yeah, it's so damn easy. Yeah, it's so I knew before you, once you showed that, I knew where this was going to go. He was yeah. going to talk about homicides in Chicago. He's yeah. going to talk about, I don't know, our, our families are falling apart and transgender this and whatever. Like there are easy go-tos, non sequiturs. But right. what it is, is I know who to attack. Anything yeah. that happens, literally like if if you would have asked me three years ago, what 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 would happen if you think a bunch of these crazy MAGA hat wearing people would actually yeah. storm the Capitol when yes. Congress is in session? Yeah, I would think, oh man, well that's yeah, that would be tragic, that would be terrible, but that's unthinkable. Of course, people are gonna you know shake themselves and say, okay, we got to put our part this partisanship sideshow aside for now. But what happened? Literally that day, they were developing their talking points. Yes. They were developing the where was your outrage when and tying it to the protests over the summer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they were developing the well, what did you expect would happen when the election was stolen? When they know full well, and we know that they know, and they know that we know that they're <laughs> full of shit, and they know they're full of shit, but they're still saying that the election is stolen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why? Because they're afraid they're they're gonna lose some of their Twitter followers. Yeah. I knew exactly like, I I I wish look. Let me. I'm I'm spewing here because it's so frustrating. Yeah, talk, I'm enjoying the comment. I, honestly, I'm gonna go listen to your podcast every time now. I just love you the way you <laughs> my, my 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 heart breaks. And 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 can can we agree that this we we need to mourn the 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 loss of these lives? These are lives created in the image of God. Yeah. The, the 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 teachers, the students, and yeah. and it's not just the teachers and the it's the families, it's the friends. Their lives are shattered. And can can we can we mourn about that yeah, before yeah. just twenty four hours? And don't give me the, the thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and yeah. prayers is code word for fuck you. I don't care about you. I don't care about yeah, human yeah, life. Yeah. So don't give me thoughts. I'm a Christian. 
Oh, it's not time to talk about it right now. Uh, right now, you know, uh, no politics. They do that all the time. The Republican, they like they deflect. Uh, the no politics, no politics. But like literally within within thirty seconds, after, fifteen seconds after I turned on Wilcom Majority this morning, yeah. I really thought this guy's got to be a human being, right? But yeah. no, it was these are the same people who. So everything, even tragedy, 19 children dead. And the first thing you're saying is these are the same people who, and you're attacking somebody who might've voted for a Democrat once. I got no yeah. time for that. I got no time for it. Uh, when I was listening to, uh, to you and Matt Walsh, you know, I grew up listening to Rush Limbaugh and he was a fucking asshole. I don't know if you're a fan of his or not. I think uh, that divide, he started a, a, a movement of, of hatred, of hate the other side, uh, scorch earth lie, do whatever you want. And he gave birth now to hundreds and hundreds of, of, of like him now. Uh, uh, I think it started then, then you had the Hannity's, then you had the perfect storm, 1990s, in the 90s. You had Fox News, uh, it was created, and new gingers came to power with the Congress, with the contract with America, and NAFTA to get jobs from the, the Midwest. Now, I think that created that, 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 that hatred of I hate you because you're a Democrat, you're a liberal, you're you're an urban, you're from New York. You know, you, they created tribalism. Do you, do you, I mean, are we, do you agree with that? Yeah. So early 90s, I'm driving to my car. Uh, might have yeah. even been late 80s. Driving to my car, I hear Rush Limbaugh. And basically what I heard was the very foundation of the formula that has now dominated an entire mega industry. That formula is, it must have been a 90, 92 or so. The formula is, Clinton is stupid. I am right by my book. And that's it. That's the whole thing. That's the whole formula. You know, it it kind of evolved (laughs) from there to like Clinton is evil and he's terrible and he's, he's, you know, stealing and eating babies and he's, you know, bad and evil. And, and uh, I was right. And believe me, and I'm going to say it in a funny way. Now buy my beat formula. (laughs) You know, that's the whole (laughs) damn formula. That's, that's it. That's, that's That's the whole thing right there. But I will say this, I will say this, that there's a lot of friends of mine who listen to Rush, were big fans of Rush, yeah. uh, maybe tailed off in the last few years. Um, yeah. You know, we're big fans of of Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson was an interesting oh, thought yeah, yeah. writer back in the late 90s. Yes. So there were a lot of folks who were influenced by by those thinkers, but they found their soul. A lot of my friends who were influenced by these guys found their soul and found their philosophical moorings. So now... Yeah. They're they're looking at what those speakers themselves or what those pundits had become and evolved into and comparing it to the theological, excuse me, the philosophical underpinnings of what they actually believed, like from philosophers like Burke or or really uh, profound thinkers like William F. Buckley or contemporary thinkers. He's still alive, a guy named uh, Thomas Sowell. And they're saying this really doesn't match up. Uh, yeah. Actual classical conservative thinking is a lot more like classical liberalism, yeah. not the liberals or progressive of today necessarily, but but it, it has it has a, a good substratum to to think um, ethically. Uh, yeah. Conservative thought it has has um, has ethical and moral foundations that yeah. should be taken seriously. But what we're seeing now in Trumpism and mag and the MAGA movement has nothing to do with actual conservatism. No, 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 no. You know, so but the the ties there, I do think that somebody like Rush, who really in, uh, basically birthed this entire yeah. uh, media complex, yeah. he he stole enough of that language and yeah. hijacked enough of the language of classical conservatism to where intelligent, discerning people 
could make mm-hmm. some sense of it. And they were entertained perhaps mm-hmm. by the rest, but yeah. a lot of them have fallen away. I mean, if it wasn't, if it wasn't uh, Trump going down on the golden escalator, it, yeah. it was, it was um, Charlottesville or it was Helsinki or it was certainly January 6th. So I'd like to think that then on any number of us can find common cause. Those of us who are fiscally conservative, maybe socially libertarian can find common cause with people who are to the left of us. I'd like to think yeah. that, you yeah. know, but, but we got, we, what we got to do, the project is to take back some of the space in the public square, in the village square. Right. Yeah. And so that, so that the loudest, most extreme voices aren't the ones dominating the whole conversation. Yeah. You know? That's why I get so passionate about it. It's like, you, you just gotta, gotta take some of that space back for people, the silenced majority. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, what scares me about the Republican party. I don't think it's a party anymore, but um, it's not Margie Taylor. Green. She's an idiot. Or Hawthorne. What scares me is the people who graduated out of Yale, out of Harvard, like uh, Cruz, like Howley, like uh, what's that name? Joe Kennedy was his name from uh, Louisiana, from Oxford. Yeah, Kennedy. Yeah. yeah, these are people who who came out of the the, the cream of the crop uh, of education, and they still win or voted against uh, to certify the election or are telling lies. And I'm watching these people who should be who have, they they were clerks for for like uh, Holly, who's a clerk for the Supreme Court judges and things like that. As soon as he gets to, to uh, Senate, he becomes a, d- a douchebag, like we say in New York. All of a sudden, he just uses divisive language, the masculinity class, whatever. And he's using all these buzzwords to rally up the, the, the what I call is uh, um, the grievances of white America. There's a lot of grievances. And it's all fake. They, they, they're just feeding them lies after lies after lies uh, just for the, to, to send them like cattle to vote on election day. Uh, what, what do you say to those people who are educated? I mean, these are people out of Yale. Uh, I mean, I'm a, I went to Kinsley Community College, a uh, uh, two-year college, like an idiot, running around there. I don't even know how I graduated. So uh, how, how do you, I mean, doesn't that scare you when people with that kind of education act dumb? It does. It does. It can be frightening. It can be overwhelming. But all I can do is have one good conversation with somebody in my own orbit. You yeah. know, I, I had a conversation a, a few days ago with a fellow who's enamored, enamored with uh, DeSantis. He's yeah. saying, oh, well, DeSantis is, he's going to get the nomination in 24, the mm-hmm. governor down in Florida. You know, he's a real conservative. And I say, hold on a second. First first of all, you know, I, I try not to go into a lot of these conversations where I disagree yeah. with somebody at, in a contest kind of a way, because I'm usually not going to convince them of, you know, anything. I might convince them of one thing or one degree of one thing, but I won't convince them to make a 180 degree turn. Yeah, But I can get them to ask ask questions and start to yeah. be discerning about it. Like, Hey, does a real conservative impose his will through legislation, use the power of the state to impose his will on a company who said something he didn't like, Yeah, you know, cause that's what he did. That's, that's, you know, Hey, listen, if you're a conservative like me, you believe in free market capitalism yeah. and free market capitalism includes me making a statement to my employees saying, Hey, I know my LGBTQ uh, employees, we support you. That's, that's basically what Disney did. And yeah, in return, yeah. they pass this legislation to basically say, Disney, you're not welcome here. You don't have special tax status, which, by the way, isn't special tax status. What they did, yeah. and they're, they're kind of hiding the, the, the poison, is, is instead of Disney having their own jurisdiction to provide for water and power and all the necessities to have Disneyland, which creates tens of thousands of jobs, they're yeah. basically saying to the people of that county, like, hey, 
this is what the bill should have been called. Hey, people of, of uh, I forgot the name of the county, people of yeah, whatever yeah. county, you, county, you have yeah. a $2,200 bill to come into you in 2023. That's yeah. what the name of the bill should have been because that's yeah, basically yeah. what they passed. But yeah. they hid it behind like, you know, you know what this uh, another not other cultural buzzwords like uh, yeah. it's called the quote unquote don't say gay bill. But it was yeah. like, OK, teachers, don't teach stuff that you weren't teaching in the first place. But if you mention the word gay. You know, you're going to you're going to get fired. And, yeah. you know, so Disney's like, this is bullshit. And we support you, LGBTQ. And then Florida reacts by saying, oh, well, we don't like you. So you don't have special tax status, which means, you know, our citizens are going to be paying twenty two hundred extra bucks a year per person by twenty twenty three. That to me doesn't sound like conservatism. He's an idiot. I'm going to tell you why he's an idiot. And he passed the law against people protesting in the streets. You can run them over, whatever, if they block the highway. It was, it was directed against the BLM movement. And then something happened in Cuba. All the Cubans went and blocked the highway. Who support him? So what do you do? You see these dumb laws? When you start to become, uh, uh, start making laws on the, you know, uh, on the whim, uh, I'm going to tell you, you know, I, I'm a liberal, but toward the center. I grew up, you know, I'm a New Yorker. You know, I live and let's live and all that stuff. You know, But I'm not all the way to the crazy left. Um... I don't like new laws. I hate new laws because I think law, new laws always, we already have laws. Why are you creating more laws? Because they have these ten, ten tentacles. They, they they evolve to different areas. I'll give you an example in New York. In the 90, late 1970, they had the noise abatement laws. This was against bars. If people fight in the street and all that, they lose their licenses. This was the late 70s, you know, the disco the, uh, 70s. The law... Now grew to grocery stores, to candy stores, to anything. It's, you know, the law doesn't die. It just it just keeps on. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So we have conservatives making laws like that. These are not conservatives. They are liars. Conservatism is not like that, what they're doing to these people. They're selling them false slogans. Yeah, uh, they're, they're just, it's like, it's, they might as well just put up a banner. And just just to, you know, it's like a, the equivalent is uh, would be called virtue signaling. They're yeah. doing these things sort of uh, as theater in a way, yeah. and, and and they're ringing a bell that their their base understands that'll yeah. get them more appearances on Fox News or where, wherever they want to show up. That's really it's like legislating by yeah. a, like a a, a, legis- a governing philosophy. You you can't govern with an own the libs philosophy. That's yeah. that's just not a go- a governing philosophy. You know, if he was an actual conservative, I'd respect it. But that's yeah. not that's not what he's all about. And frankly, he he he'd congeal. Excuse me. He would he would um, bring in so much more of his constituency if he was an actual conservative. Frankly, yeah. if you look back the way Mitt Romney governed Massachusetts when he was governor there, or yeah. the way Larry Hogan has been governing Maryland, yeah. or the way yeah. Charlie Baker in Massachusetts now, those yeah. guys are actual conservatives. So they're yeah. able to have a conversation with liberal uh, constituencies like uh, teachers unions, for example. Yeah. They're at least able to have a conversation with them and figure out how to get through COVID. Yes. But other guys just want to do performative, per- performative stuff. It's not a way to la- legislate. The good news, though, is I think the Constitution is such a brilliant document that yeah. over time – this stuff, there will be a lot of uh, collateral damage, but this yeah. stuff will get winnowed out. It is because, so. you know, for example, a lot of these laws that are being brought to bear, the the conservative legal movement, a lot of people that are in the actual conservative legal movement, the yeah. ones that Trump, as many of whom Trump himself appointed, but they were the ones during the supposed election fraud that were like, this is what's called frivolous. This is frivolous. Get out of my court. You know, yeah, and sometimes yeah. they'd allow evidence to be uh, brought, like in Michigan, you know, yeah. 
and, and it was the conservative judges. You know, there were plenty of uh, judges that were appointed by Obama and, and uh, even back in Clinton's time, so appointed by Democrats. But a lot of them were con- from the conservative league. Those were the heroes of that time between November 3rd and, you know, go- going forward into now. Uh, because that's that's the brilliance of the Constitution. There are these checks and balances, both yeah. vertical, from federal, state to local, as well as horizontal across judicial, executive, the president's branch, and, and uh, legislative. They all check and balance each other. So yeah. laws, for example, about abortion, it's like they get triggered. If, if Roe v. Wade gets gets overturned and it goes back to the states, there are laws on, on state books that, okay, pass them. But at the end of the day, a conservative yeah. legal movement would be like, no, you can't do that. You can't deputize every member of your state yeah. to, uh, to go and uh, do a citizen's arrest of somebody yeah. you suspect had yeah. something to do with the first cousin's dog watcher's friends who got an abortion, you know, like yeah, it, just yeah, something yeah. about that just doesn't make sense. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I do have, I do still, despite all the nuts, the craziness that we see right now uh, and the horror that we see, I do believe that over time, this stuff can, um, yeah, the constitution is strong. We're still standing yeah, after, yeah. you know, uh, 200 and some years. Do you think, uh, um, you know, I'm from New York and you're from New Jersey, and we can see a con artist a mile away. When, when Donald Trump came out, I know he's a con artist. He's not a conservative. He just, uh, he's a, a man of the moment, whatever it feels like. He's a salesman. Yeah. My issue is that uh, uh, a lot of people embrace this guy from New York who lies all the time. They know he lies. He doesn't have the same values as they do. Extramarital affair, sex with, with porn stars. He doesn't go to church. He has nothing in common with the with the with the majority of people that supported him in the Midwest and South. How did this man just took over and became uh, this fucking this big thing over here to them? I don't understand why they embrace this guy. Well, I think his his lack of moral code. It's not. It's beyond that. He's like anti moral. He mocks morals. He celebrates the 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 absence of morals. Um, that worked in his favor on a few levels. Number one, it made him much more brazen in a lot of ways and that's much more attractive. But the attraction is there are folks who have um, grievances. There are folks, you know, listen, if somebody looks at me and looks at my shade of skin and knows that I'm married to a woman, uh, you know, take certain um, data points yeah, they yeah. can they can jump to certain conclusions about me, even especially yeah. if they hear that I go to church. Well, yeah. they might make a whole bunch of other assumptions and then just start attacking me based on very little that they know, skin color, yeah. uh, gender, what have you. They might start attacking me. Well, if you're in a position where you're being attacked for this, uh, for example, quote unquote, white male privilege. Yeah. And I'm sitting here and I know I was raised on a teacher's salary. I got yeah. out to California with literally 25 bucks in my pocket. Yeah. You know, one of my, the, the business that really got me off the ground, I, I, I started and made my way clean of freaking windows. You know, at one point, one year we were literally shoveling dog shit as, as one yeah, of our yeah, services. Yeah. So to hear somebody who went to, who did go to a very expensive college, talk yeah. to me about like white male privilege, I just don't want to hear it. And yeah. that could develop a grievance in me. If that's something yeah, that I'm yeah, hearing yeah. all day, every day, well, I want somebody to fight back against that. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. isn't my, this isn't the way that I went. I'm just trying to understand and um, empathize with people who are in that mindset and then look at somebody like Donald Trump, who he used this phrase during his 2020 campaign. He's fighting for you. He's fighting yeah, for yeah, us. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's one thing. So it goes above and beyond all these other issues. Most yeah. people don't care about all the issues in the, you know, uh, the platforms of, of each political party. In fact, in 2020, the Republican Party didn't even have a platform because nobody cared about it. Yeah, yeah. They just wanted somebody fighting the libs, fighting yeah, people yeah, who they yeah, saw yeah. as their enemy. So that's yeah. how you explain it, Donald Trump. And it's in my church. He's the most anti-Christian creature you could ever imagine. You yeah. open up practically any page of the Bible, and the Bible testifies against the words, actions, and character of Donald Trump. Yeah. That's how you can explain it uh, for my church, is they think that there legitimately is a culture war, and we're losing, and we need somebody fighting for us, Yeah, you know, or or you know a- any number of other circles <laughs> that, that ended up supporting Trump and Trumpism. Uh, I'm going to ask you, do you uh, on, on January 6th, do you think was that, that was a coup? Oh, just... It was an attempted coup. I yeah. mean, if that's not if that's not an attempted coup, I don't know what is. Yeah, you know, it was it was it was a violent attempt a, a violent attempt to overthrow the, the the most precious aspect of of our country, the the free and and peaceful transition of power. Yeah, it was it was violent. I, yeah. you know, and and here we are, like um, a year and a half later, and there I think to this point have been about seven or eight hundred arrests. Yeah. Uh, some some have already gotten their sentences, but we haven't seen any hangings. We haven't seen anybody put to death. We haven't seen any sentences, to my knowledge. I got to check. Yeah. There's a couple of sites that I check to see the progress of, of certain cases, but you know, I think three or four years is is the the most uh, extreme sentence that that I've heard thus far. And these are for people who are the very definition of traitors. Yeah. It's the peaceful transfer of power, and they used violence to try to overthrow it, to try yeah. to stop it, to try to overturn it. And this was after, you know, Trump's own attorney general, his yeah. handpicked attorney general said, no, there's nothing to this. There wasn't yeah. enough fraud to change the outcome of any election in any state. There were 60, uh, 60 plus cases yeah. um, that, uh, including, like I said before, his own handpicked judges said, it's either frivolous or there's no merit to it. Two, I think two, or if not more of which, went to the Supreme Court which at that point had a six to three margin, three of whom yeah. Trump appointed himself. Yeah. That wouldn't even take the case. It no, was so was... frivolous. They wouldn't even take the case. Yeah. You know? So that, if, if they, that wasn't, if that wasn't uh, traitorous, I, I don't know what is. I, but I, I'm trying to find out the, the mindset. Let's say they were successful in stopping uh, the certification uh, of the of the election. Oh, there was some, oh, he didn't they think that there was going to be a, a, a tsunami reaction from the 81 million who voted in a fair? That was start a civil war right there. You know, uh, people who went to the street and they would burn down the whole cities if they have succeeded. Uh, my, my issue is what I thought was going to happen. You know, Bill Maher, he always says, oh, slow-moving coop, slow-moving coop. You know, he's a comedian. He has that, that show on, I think, on HBO. But I saw Donald Trump. He was um, depleting the State Department. He refused uh, to put. He was depleting the Pentagon. Uh, no ambassadors. He was actually depleting our government little by little. And the most thing I hated is people who've been there thirty four. They just resign. Why the hell? Why the fuck you resign? Stay there and fight the fight and protect the institution. Everybody just resigned, resigned, resigned. I swear to God, you know, I, I'm not supposed to. You know, I had a feeling something was going to happen when he when when uh, I was a bar resigned like a month before. He he fired Esper. He replaced everybody. He replaced a lot of people in important spots in the government, independent idiots, you know, people we never heard of. And I was saying, well, why is he doing that? that, is that this is like third world, you know, from the third world. You know, this is what the third world do. The president is doing. They're going to set up a coup. 
And then when that happened, I said, oh, shit, I knew it was going to happen. But the problem is, I'm saying, uh, how do you think our military will react? I don't think they're going to let it happen. I mean, because uh, you think, how do you think it would have been the reaction if they had actually stopped the, the, the recertification and people were going to, sh- you know. Well, I, I'd like to think that there were enough people there who yeah. understood what was at stake. You know, yeah. over the course of those four years of the Trump administration, we did see that people took posts specifically because they thought the work was bigger than any one individual, even the president himself. Yeah. You know, and and we did see even to the very end, even on January 6th, the person that I, I thought was was most culpable for so many of these things. He ended up being the the final line of defense, which is Mike Pence. So yeah. I'd like to think. I was going to say that right away. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, there are so ahead. many. There are so many emergency valves and yeah. levers to pull that wouldn't allow certain things to get. Because w- yeah. when we looked at his cabinet, you know, when he first got into office, there yeah. were a lot of people there who understood what was at stake, and they did put the brakes on when certain things uh, were just beyond the pale. And, yeah. and even even when certain things did happen that were beyond the pale, like violently clearing the, the courtyard in front of the, um, yeah. in front of the White House so that he could go across the street and like yeah. a freaking ape hold up a Bible like he, that he clearly had, had no idea, never had, came into contact <laughs> with it before. Upside down. <laughs> you know, upside down. And, yeah. You know what you I know, hate about that, that picture? When I saw uh, uh, General Milley in, in uniform, when he when, when he was there, I, you know, I get flashbacks. You see, I have seen both worlds, democracy, and, and I'm from Yemen, uh, and originally, and dictatorships and how they work. When I saw the the, the chief joined the chief in a military uniform, taking pictures with the president of the United States as they push it, I, I said, what the, what the fuck is he doing? There? He later apologized, but you know, uh, that's not a good sign. And like you said, Pence. I have a lot of respect for him as an uh, as a human being and as a person when he refused to get in that fucking car. If he had left and they had taken to a different location, you know that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to destroy the the the, the, the certification of, of the United States. Um, I don't know. I lost my trains of thought. No, no. And and a story just came out today that yeah. Trump had was in favor of literally hanging Mike Pence that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and listen, everything the 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 way they say it is you, you can't you can take him seriously, but not literally. Well, you got to yeah. be accountable for your words. Yeah. You know, you got to be accountable, especially in that moment when people were in the Capitol. They were yes. literally taking a dump in the rotunda. You know, yeah, yeah. they were they were killing police officers. They were beating other police officers all over the head with fire extinguishers, with flags. So so to say to see what he sees on TV and at that moment to utter the words he's in favor of hanging Mike Pence. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah. Come on. We, like there, there's so, you know, I will say this, though, that as as strongly as I feel about what happened on that day and that accountability, there needs to be accountability. Yeah. And as 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 frustrated as, as I am at my own representative, who that very night voted yeah. to overturn the election of of Pennsylvania, and the next day voted to overturn the election of Arizona after everything that happened. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know, in this in this purple district that that I happen to live in, he doesn't yeah. represent us. He he represents a, a radical fringe of traitors. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that I still, I still would, I want to try to understand even some of the people who showed up for that rally. 
you know, yeah. not the people like there, there's a line somewhere and the line yeah, is yeah, between yeah. some of the people who went to the rally because they genuinely believe that the election was stolen. Yeah. And then a, a, another group of people, uh, a fraction of those people who are at the rally who then went to, and marched down and violently uh, stormed the Capitol. There's a line be- somewhere in there, and I don't cross the line of wanting to, you know, yeah. feeling to empathize, feeling like I need to empathize with any of those people who stormed the Capitol. They deserve yeah. everything they get. In fact, they're not even going to get what they actually deserve. But there are some people who are just duped. There are some yeah, people yeah, who yeah. have their TVs on, uh, you know, 24-7 or their radio, their favorite radio programs on 24-7. And like I said before, that very day, Sean Hannity, the same guy, Andrew Wilkow, yeah, who I yeah, tuned yeah. into today to see – is there anything that can shake his conscience? Oh. Is there anything that can shake his 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 morality, his his, his sense of ethics? And yeah. the, the answer is no. Oh. So a lot of the folks who went to that concert, yeah. that rally, uh, yeah. th- that's what they're listening to, and they genuinely, genuinely believe it. They so do believe it. That's what I'm I, I'd like to think that some of them can be shaken. You know, the, the truth is, a lot of them are dead. <laughs> you yeah. know. Not, yeah. not because of any of this, but because they're also listening to the same programs who are saying, yeah. take, uh, you know, uh, take, take Ivermectin or, or yeah. whatever they're called yeah. instead of getting a vaccine or wearing a stupid mask. I lost three friends, three, yeah. three friends, all of whom strong, strong Trump supporters. I Man. lost three of them over the course of the last yeah, two yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, well, God forbid, they get a shot or wash your hands or wear a mask or do anything. You know, because, again, it's a virtue signaling to their own tribe of like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. This, this isn't real. It's it's real enough to like kill you, like literally, yeah. like you know. I lost one in in uh, in April. Uh, it was either April or May of 2020. Lost yeah. another one in uh, June of last year. Lost another one just this last November. You know, I had good conversations with all these guys. Really, really disagreed with them. You know, on on a lot of things. You know, it wasn't just Trump. It was like the whole MAGA movement and certain things around the yeah, MAGA yeah. movement. But, you know, still considered them people I could have a conversation with. And one in particular, two, two of them, I, yeah. I would consider real friends. But now they're yeah. dead. Now they're dead because yeah. they thought it was like, you know, I can't like you saying, I can't wear a Mets hat. I'm a Yankee fan to them yeah. getting a shot or wearing a mask. <laughs> like that. That's what it was like to them. So now congratulations. Your reward for being a loyal Yankee fan is you're dead. How do you you're like dead. that? That's what, what I'm trying to tell you is that I have a lot of I know a lot of people on YouTube, like, uh, um, you know, YouTubers and stuff like that. Some of them are on the real things of the right. And they do believe that. Well, I had one guy said, oh, in Wisconsin, the votes came in the middle of the night. It was a dump. I said, yeah, because that's how they, they released it uh, one time. I mean, no, no, that's 100,000. He actually believes 100,000 people. It was a, a fake. I, I mean, uh, they really did a recount. I, I mean, you could say 10 people, 100,000 people voted, you know, uh, uh, stolen uh, ballots. I mean, they could not figure that. They believe it. That's the problem. Is I, I, And they're intelligent. When I talk to them, we talk like me and you, intellectually and everything. As soon as we get to these dumb things that don't make no sense, they believe it. They, they, and and they, they just believe it. I'm, I'm looking at them, you know. Uh, are you busy? You, uh, no, no, no. My kids are coming in. So I'm seeing them all walk in. Yeah, it's okay. My grandkids are running around the other room. Don't worry about it. So, you know, and they believe that stuff. And when they, and I was shocked because, you know, we could talk about sports, about everything. They make sense. You know, I'm like, oh, you know, we're on the same platform. We have mindset. And then all of a sudden they just, yeah, that late dump in, in Milwaukee in the middle of the night. It was, you know, it was not normal. I said, listen, I mean, why? First of all, because it's a black city, majority city, I think Milwaukee is. Yeah. And second of all, they believe it. And most of the frauds are all Republican. They have like five cases of it was all Republican. That's right. 
Yeah, that's right. All the fraud. That, that guy in Nevada who, whose wife is dead, he killed her. And, and you know, they found out he killed her like a long time ago. He was, he, and then he lied. My wife, she's dead and she voted. And he did the vote. And he, they caught him like after he was on TV. You know, I, I, I can't comprehend. You know, I, I love everybody as a human being. Yeah. I've traveled throughout the United States. Uh, and I could understand the pain that people have in the Midwest. They lost their jobs, their factories. And they lost their way of living when NAFTA came and took all their jobs to Mexico. I could understand they were forgotten for a long time. And Trump is like the same Patrick guy who took the snakes out of the, uh, Ireland or something like that, I think it is. Yeah. 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 yeah, he just came and yelled and he, he got everybody out. These were forgotten people. They were real human beings. First of all, they've been devastated by the opiate crisis. Second of all, they refused to leave their towns and go to the cities and look for better jobs when the jobs left their towns. This is the problem we have in the United States. But... I can't communicate with you when you believe dumb, dumb stuff. You know, you could change my mind on anything. You see, you, uh, I mean, Curry, you could talk to me, and if you made sense, that's it. I agree with you 100%. Oh, he did make sense, you know, there. But some people are just like, you know, no, this is it. I mean, on that line, and we have this tribal country. One side believes something, and the other side believes the other. I mean. Yeah. So I, I'd like to think that over time that there will be certain thresholds uh, that – people of goodwill and good conscience uh, participate in. I, I just yeah. read this book called the constitution of knowledge. Yeah. I'm not trying to sell books or anything, but uh, it's, okay. a, it's, it's a really great book. Jonathan Rauch wrote, wrote it. Okay. And he talks about, he, he basically talks, it's, he talks about people who are part of the reality based community. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm talking to somebody who genuinely believes that there's these hundred thousand votes that were dumped in one County, and the trucks that dropped them off were controlled by remote <laughs> Jewish space lasers. Yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, we can't, that's not a conversation I'm ready to have. Yeah. And frankly, not a conversation that should be entered into the reality based community. You know, right. the, the other, um, the other part of it for me is when it comes to politics, it's yeah. like my, my line is, do you, do you believe in, or are you ready to support democracy? Yeah. Like, there, there are plenty of people – I'm going to end up voting with somebody that when it comes yeah. to actual legislation, uh, she was in the state assembly uh, for a number of years before now she's running for the U.S. House. Yeah. There's any number of pieces of legislation that she voted for. I probably well, just are you now? In California? I'm in, yeah, Southern California. So it's oh, going to be California 27 in the 2022 yeah, uh, yeah. November elections. Uh, it, it was uh, California 25. Yeah. So I, I probably disagreed with about literally 75, if not as much as 90% of how she voted. I'm still going to vote for her because yeah. she believes in democracy. Right. You know, I, I don't care that she's a Democrat. Like, I, like again, like we disagree on a lot, but I, I also got to know her process. Like yeah. when she was in the state assembly, she knew that I voted against her a, a, a couple different times when she ran, but yeah. she knew that I was a small business guy, that I was willing to have a conversation with her. And she yeah. included me in the small business com committee that she, right. uh, she put together, despite yeah. the fact that she knew I disagreed with her all the time. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. somebody, listen, I know we're coming from different places in terms yeah, of yeah. policy, but yeah. in terms of process, she yeah. believes in the most important process, the democratic process. But yeah, somebody yeah. that maybe goes to the same church as me, but yeah. doesn't believe in democracy itself, that's yeah. not somebody I can I can I can do business uh, with. That's yeah. not somebody I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for. He calls himself a Christian. I don't yeah. care. Anybody can call themselves a Christian nowadays. Evangelical Christian. Oh, did you know he's a fighter pilot? Oh, I didn't know because you haven't mentioned it in the last seven seconds, but eight seconds ago you did. You know, so I, I don't know. I just I get frustrated yeah. with all this stuff. 
you, you know, democracy I, and people who are part of the reality-based community. That's was, those are the people that are in my community. You know, I was rooting for Brian Kemp in, in Georgia because he's a real Republican. Yeah, uh, I mean, listen, he I, had to know, do some I, things. I, yeah, I want him to win. I'm gonna, you know, I hope he loses against Stacey Abrams, but I want him to win against that idiot who, who went up there and the debate and said the election was stolen. Because when I see a real Republican and you know, like a real, you know, conservative, the small government who still believe in democracy, like they say, they can't. I'm saying I'm safe. My country is safe because what we have here in the United States here. We haven't seen when a state fails. When a state fails, people come out of the woodwork. You have these warlords. You have people come out. All of a sudden, we are a country of thousands of ethnic cities and religious beliefs. We'll be in a state of war for the next thousand years. Instead of 50 states, we'll have a thousand countries. In these. They don't know that the United States is like a vase in a pottery. If you break it, that's it. It's hard to put it back together because it's so fragile at the same time. It is a strong country, but it's a fragile because democracy is sloppy. You understand? It could go either way. But what I'm trying to convince my friend here, I'm telling him, guys, we have something good. Let's keep it. Let's protect it. Yeah. <laughs> we could disagree. Whether we could go left, you could go right, you take a turn, it's okay. But at the end of the day, security, our constitution, our institution should be protected, and we should respect the results of elections. That's what we do as Americans. We go, we vote, yo, we lost, okay. Better, better luck next time. And that's how it works all the time. Isn't yeah. that how, right? Yeah. No, everything's an apocalypse. You know, yeah. everybody, uh, people, listen, I I liked Romney and Ryan in 2012, yeah. but a lot of people I was going to church with thought that, oh, if Obama's reelected, it's going to, it's the apocalypse. And he's yeah. a Marxist, yeah. you know, uh, whatever. And a th- they call in every name in the book and they thought it was the end of the world. I'm like, yeah. you know, just because you disagree with his tax policy, it doesn't mean he's the Antichrist. In fact, he's yeah. a Christian, by the way, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, they kept calling him a Muslim. <laughs> yeah, they kept calling him a, an, an Arab. He's an Arab. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I, I like John McCain now when he told that lady, no, yeah. no, no, we disagree yeah. on some things. He's a good family man, but you know, uh, but he's an American. He's a good man. You know, I, I wish there were more people that that could say that to their own constituency and yeah. and be leaders in that way and go on Fox News and call Tucker Carlson out when he's when he's just lying when 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 he's he's making up things whole cloth. And yeah, he knows yeah. it. Or at least Fox should be honest about, hey, this is our fiction section. We're just yeah. uh, these are mockumentaries. So, yeah. you know, these belong in the same category as uh, I don't know, uh, what what what's that comedian? Jerry Springer show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like this is this, these are mock these aren't real. So here, but be entertained by them and you know, it, it is what it is. So but they hurt they hurt in democracy, they hurt in the American people, they divide yeah. in America. But the founders knew that this was this was yeah. a problem. Ben, ben Franklin asked right after uh, I think yeah. it was right after the Constitution was ratified. Yeah. Uh, they said, "Well, what do we have?" He said, "A republic, if you can keep it." They can keep it, but yeah, I mean, they can't. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it is okay. Um, so I, I want to go uh, for that. What do you think is the future? I mean, what, I mean, where are we going as a country? Oh boy. Well, I I think realistically, the Democrats are likely to lose the house. Yes. I think that, but I I think I'm more bullish that there it's a small possibility at this point, but there is still a possibility that they keep the house. Yeah. Uh, And there's a few reasons for that. Number one is I, I don't put as much weight in the technical data point of these historic trends that every, you know, first, uh, midterm after the election of a new president, 
yeah. you know, there's there's a, a big thing uh, to, to the opposite side uh, in the house. Um, yeah. That's just a technical data point. You have to look at the fundamentals on the ground, yeah. you know, and, and you have to go on a on a district by district basis and start counting numbers. Yeah. And you see, for example, in this district, we have a Republican representative, one who voted to overturn the election, has said all yeah. things and voted all kinds of other ways that indicates that he doesn't represent a purple district. But yeah. this district now, especially the one that's been redrawn, uh, voted for uh, Biden by eight points. Right, uh, right, if right. The, the new district might have been a Biden plus 10. So I think that um, that the, the person who's running against him on the Democratic side um, is uh, Christy Smith, that she has a really good chance of unseating him. You know, right. the other thing, too, with redistricting, most analysts who really study this stuff, they thought that originally it was going to give the Republicans that much more of an advantage. Anywhere between plus three to as many as plus 12 or even more seats. Turns out that it's a coin toss. The way, yeah. you know, there's still a couple things to be uh, meted out. So redistricting did not advantage the Republicans nearly as much. Uh, uh, most people are saying it's maybe a plus one, plus two. It's probably more like a coin toss. Yeah, so yeah. there is a possibility. But listen, if the Democrats keep on insisting on talking about things that only the most extreme members of their caucus yeah. are really passionate about, they are yeah. going to lose the House. Lose but if now. they go and talk about, hey, you know, they're taking away uh, they're taking away abortion rights. Yeah. Um, they they. um you, you t- just talk about like easy wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, have issues. You know what the good thing about the Republican Party? Uh, they lie, but they have good messaging. Yeah, they have good messaging. And listen, yeah, like and lies and the Democrat it, have policies, but they can't sell it. If I, if I was an extreme liberal and yeah. I was running for this House seat, yeah. I wouldn't talk. I wouldn't even talk about issues. If yeah. I was asked, I might I might roll out with it, have a policy session. I would spend the entire next six months, however long it is to November. I would talk about, hey. You know, would you, you might disagree with me on a few things, but do you believe in democracy? I yeah. do, but my opponent doesn't. The guy who's supposed to be representing you, he doesn't. Do you want somebody who represents democracy? Or do you want somebody who votes the way that a bunch of people who stormed the Capitol wants you to vote? Yeah. That, that, because that's what Mike Garcia did. Mike Garcia, time and time and time and time again, to this very day, is yeah. still voting the way people who stormed the Capitol wanted him to vote. So uh, you want him or you want somebody who actually believes in democracy? That's right. all I would be talking about for the next six months. All right. So, uh, Curry, you have a, a podcast called Politics and Religion Without Killing Each Other. Is that what it's called, right? Talking it, politics. It, and you, yeah, remember, don't, don't forget the talking because you're talking. Yeah. Uh, is it visual uh, video or just uh, po- uh, audio? Yeah, we do put some video out there, mostly the you know shorter clips that we put out on Twitter and Facebook and all that. Oh, okay. uh, but the audio is all on like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. How long uh, have you been doing it? What's that? How long has it been on? Uh, the- we started right before the 2020 election. So, so yeah, about a year and a half. You guys doing okay? Oh, we're doing great. We're having a lot of fun. I, in fact, I talked to this guy, Jonathan Rauch, last night. Yeah, He's yeah, coming yeah. back for a second conversation. We're getting... Governor Christine Todd Whitman's coming on next week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, so you know, oh, we, we've okay. been getting some really great guests on. We talked to, you know, Matt and, and John uh, Popper Matt, and yeah, yeah, yeah. all kinds of – but what we're doing, it's just what the title suggests. We're just trying to talk about politics and religion without killing each other. <laughs> you know, I, I want to thank you for coming, and I love the energy that you brought on to, uh, to here. And I, I think you, not only you have – you should run for office. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I – would I have to cut my hair? I mean, what are we talking yeah, about? That doesn't matter. If we could have elected a dummy like uh, Donald Trump, uh, I mean, they elect anything these days. But, uh, I mean, you, you, you have this thing about you that you're, 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 
the communication skills is beautiful. You know, oh, I'm thank you. here and I'm enjoying your conversation. It's like eating good food when you when you, when you love the conversation. I love it. I love it. Well, listen. What next time I get back to my home country, then to, to Brooklyn, maybe yeah. even though they're they're a Mets affiliate, maybe we'll go to a, a, a Cyclones game or something. No, no problem. Anytime. Okay. Thank you for coming and God bless you. Take care. Thanks so much, Omar. Okay. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you.